This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Secretary of State Wes Allen is dropping some bombshell news on an organization that he pulled the state of Alabama out of once he was sworn into office. Allen removed the state from sending voter registration information to the Electronic Registration Information Center, known as ERIC, and that happened this past January. Allen is now telling 1819 News that he was in Washington, D.C. this week for a meeting of secretaries of states. That's when Allen went to see the ERIC headquarters that's listed on the ERIC website. What Allen found was nothing. There were no employees or servers at a virtual office that is rented by the day. Allen says the state of Alabama has been transmitting personal information of millions of citizens to this organization in the past years before he changed that, and he now wants to know where is all that information. Allen is asking where is the actual ERIC operation and why does it not match up with the place they list on their website? 1819 News reporter Erica Thomas has reached out to the ERIC organization to get an answer, but has not received any response. Retired Alabama Senator Richard Shelby is being given a not-too-prestigious label months after he retired from political office. The Citizens Against Government Waste have labeled Shelby as Porker of the Month for the month of February. The labeling comes for after Shelby secured over $600 billion in pork barrel earmarks from federal appropriations bill during his time in Senate. Pork is considered taxpayer money that is funneled to specific programs or projects in the congressman's district or state. The organization says Shelby has a history of issuing earmarks at a prolific rate and that Shelby's sense of fiscal discipline as a Republican does not exist. The director of the Alabama Bureau of Pardons and Paroles says that the recidivism rate for the recently released inmates is now at 2.3 percent. Cam Ward was speaking about the issue this past Wednesday while attending a budget hearing with state legislators in Montgomery. Of the 421 inmates who have been let out with mandatory supervision, 10 have now committed new offenses and 14 had outstanding warrants in county jails. Ward spoke to the legislators, crediting the use of electronic monitoring as a means of maintaining public safety after the inmate release. Ward says that the $4.6 million that was allocated by the state legislature last year allows the Bureau to monitor 3,000 to 3,500 people per year. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall has a different opinion on this whole situation. Last week, he described the early release as a failure, saying it was flawed from its inception. An Alabama pastor is revealing what he personally observed and experienced on the campus of Asbury University in Kentucky during the two-week revival that emerged among the college students there. The Daily Detail will be featuring a three-part conversation with Pastor Matt Mason at the Church of Brook Hills in Birmingham. Mason and his wife decided to travel to that location last weekend. Mason went there with a lot of experience from his time in ministry of what an authentic spiritual awakening should look like. I was praying throughout that week that it would be real and that these students uh, would just be swept up into an encounter with the Lord that's life transforming. And I would love to just go see it. I would love to get in the room where it's happening and and see what the Lord may or may not be doing and just kind of uh, assess some of that. Uh, I was concerned that I might see some of the... Uh, uh, I'll just be blunt. They're the crazy uncles that come running for revivals um, to co-opt it. 
Mm-hmm. I've seen that happen in a number of, I mean, growing up the way I grew up, I've just seen a lot of that where you start to get big personalities who run to the front of the stage. And now that I'm here, thank God I'm here, give me the microphone. And, and it just becomes, uh, you know, something different. And the rest of the conversation with Pastor Matt Mason will continue next Monday and Tuesday. So be sure to listen in. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Secretary of the U.S. Department of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, was on the ground in East Palestine, Ohio, this past Thursday. His visit comes one day after a visit from former President Donald Trump. Buttigieg was asked by a reporter about the 20-day delay for his appearance from the time the Norfolk Southern train derailed with toxic chemicals on board. You know, what I tried to do was balance two things. My desire to be involved and engaged and on the ground, which is uh, uh, how I am uh, generally wired to act, and my desire to follow the norm of transportation secretaries, allowing NTSB to really uh, lead the initial stages of the public-facing work. I'll do some thinking about uh, whether I got that balance right. Uh, But I think the most important thing is, first of all, making sure that the residents here have what they need, Uh, something that from our piece of the puzzle, DOT, we were working on from day one. House Majority Whip Tom Emmer of Minnesota has introduced a bill that would keep the Federal Reserve out of creating a central bank digital currency known as CBDC. Emmer says any effort by the government to create a CBDC would only be used to surveil Americans and their financial activities. The bill is called the CBDC Anti-Surveillance State Act and is designed to protect the financial privacy of Americans. Emmer says his bill would uphold individual sovereignty and free market competitiveness. Speaking of digital currency, the co-founder of FTX Crypto Exchange, Sam Bankman-Fried, just got hit up with more criminal charges related to the bankruptcy of his company. One of the charges is for commodity fraud, another for making over 300 unlawful political contributions in the name of a straw donor. Bankman Freed is accused of steering millions of dollars in illegal campaign contributions to mostly Democrats, but some Republicans. FTX co-founder Gary Wang and the former CEO of sister company Alameda, Caroline Ellison, have both pleaded guilty to fraud charges and are cooperating with the U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan regarding this whole case. Another major lawsuit between Fox News and Dominion Voting Systems is revealing some interesting details. According to the discovery phase of the defense attorneys for Fox, a 2018 email was uncovered in which the Director of Product Strategy and Security for Dominion, Eric Coomer, admitted that the voting technology was marred by a critical bug that led to incorrect results. Kuma wrote in that email that it does not get much worse than that. Then in 2019, an email from Kuma wrote that the company does not address its weaknesses effectively. And then right before the 2020 presidential election, Kuma wrote in another email that the system is just riddled with bugs. A Dominion sales manager has also testified in a deposition for this case that the machines were hacked In specific instances in Georgia, North Carolina, and Michigan, Dominion is suing Fox News for $1.6 billion in a defamation lawsuit for airing news stories following the 2020 presidential election that called into question the security of the election, the election machines, and the results. Fox News maintains that this is really about the freedom of the press and freedom of speech that's provided by the U.S. Constitution. Well, we're now finding out after the fact that a cyber attack forced a major food producer here in the U.S. to shut down all of its North American food production plants. Dole Food Company had a cyber attack in early February that involved ransomware. 
and led to a depletion of food on the shelves for grocery stores across the nation when it comes to vegetables and their salad kits. Dole has four processing plants here in the U.S. and 3,000 employees at them. The company did notify law enforcement about the hack and have hired third-party cybersecurity experts to secure their systems. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 